front of you this uh, this sheet, uh, this sheet. The back side, maybe we'll get to it if we can. So there's a sefer um, called Pachad Yitzchak, Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner Zatzal was a very deep thinker. He's a very big tzaddik. And Rav Hutner wrote, uh, there's a sefer on Purim. It's a thin sefer on Purim. And it's his lectures and it's just his thoughts, his rishimus. And I was going through as much of it as I could. And I noticed that there was this yesoid of the Groh that Rav Hutner liked to quote and liked to connect. And I think it's, and I, I, I basically what I did in front of you is I put together three or four pieces of Rav Hutner throughout his sefer. It's Indian Tess, Indian Yud Aleph, Indian Chaf Aleph. And it's all to describe this yesoid of the Groh. And I think it opens up how you look at Purim in a very interesting, different way. See, in front of you is, is, is the first piece. He quotes this gra, Kosava gra. The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah and in other places that all Yomim Toivim, it's a Shaila in the Gemara. The Gemara asked, are Yomim Toivim Lashem or Lachem? Is it meant to be focused on exclusively God or exclusively us? So the conclusion the Gemara makes is that it's Chetzi Lashem, Chetzi Lachem, meaning we all know, you go to shul, you give God his three hours, and then you go home and you have a suda. Chetzia lachem, chetzia lashem. That's every Yom Tov. Pesach, Shavu, Esokas, Rosh Hashanah, every Yom Tov. The Gro pointed out that there are two Yomim Toivim that don't work under that model. And what are those two Yomim Toivim? Shnei zmanim yoitzim in There are two Yomim Toivim that are the exceptions, that are extremes, says the Gro. And Yom Kippur and Purim. Yom Kippur is Kuloi Lashem. Yom Kippur is all God. There's no us on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is not a day for people. There's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no anointing, there's no relations. It's Kuloi Lashem. And there's another Yom Tiv that's Kuloi Lachem. There's another Yom Tiv that's just us, no God. Very little God. I'm not going to say no God, but very little God, and that's Purim. So Yom Kippur is entirely for God. Purim is entirely for us. All the mitzvahs of Purim, outside of the Megillah, but the mitzvahs of Purim are all very human. Give gifts, have a suda, drink wine. So says the Gra, there are two Yom Toivim that don't work within the other model of all other Yom Toivim, and that's Yom Kippur and Purim. It says the Gra, the truth is, Lekushta de Milsa, the truth is, says the Gra, Ein kan shum There is no exception to the rule. Every Yom Tif is half God, half us. So how does that work with Purim and Yom Kippur? The answer is, says the Gra, Yom Kippur hu Yom Kippurim. Kaloimar, shneim biyachin mahavim binizeh moyerecha. The Gra looked at it as Purim and Yom Kippur are really one long Yom Tif. Yom Kippur is the God element of it, and Purim is the us element. The same, so just like on Rosh Hashanah or Sukkot, we have within 24 hours half God, half us. So within the year itself, Purim and Yom Kippur are really one Yom Tif. Two sides of one coin. Yom Kippur is the God part, and Purim is the us part. And when you put them together, you combine them, it's one Yom Tif. That's the side of the Gro, Ad Khan. Rav Hutner uses this concept of the God. I think it's a very interesting way to perceive it. Rav Hutner explains this concept of the Gro changes how you look at Yom Kippur and Purim. Purim and Yom Kippur are really one Yom Tif. They're just working on complete opposites. 
Yom Kippur is the God part of it, the godly part, and Purim is the human part. But now that you understand this, Rav Hutner now will explain and probe and try to analyze Purim and Yom Kippur and see the similarities and differences all at once. In Marimakim number Aleph, this is from Maimer, if I'm not mistaken, this is Maimer Chof Aleph, if I'm not mistaken. The Rav Hutner says like this, Mishloch Manas Yishroyeyu, we know that there's a big theme on Purim, Mishloch Manas, Matanas of Yoinim, Achdus, right? Everyone loving each other. So says the Rav Hutner, I'll come upon Mishkanas Divir Kodshu Shal Rav Hutner says, we've quoted many times the concepts of the Gro, Hamafarish Esmaim Rechom Yom Purim Yom Kippur Yom Mishkum Shudif, that Purim and Yom Kippur are really one Yom Tif, just two opposite sides of one Yom Tif. Okay. He says, two lines later. What's the aside? He says, now that you know that Yom Kippur and Purim are incredibly similar but different. They're one Yom Tif. They're just different halves of one Yom Tif. He says, now let's look at like interesting similarities. He says, One similarity between Yom Kippur and Purim, Both those days were salvations from extermination. How so? Purim, we know we were supposed to be exterminated by Haman. Yom Kippur was also an extermination. What's the, what's the mitzvah of Yom Kippur? What's the ending of Yom Kippur historically? Historically in Tanakh, the ending of Yom Kippur was, it was when Hashem forgave us, for the eagle. It's when we were given the Luchai Sashniyos and the official end of the saga of the eagle. Now, what happened when we did the eagle, right? We did the eagle on Shavasa Batamas, right? Really, really bad. Moshe goes out for 40 more days to get atonement, and then Oid 40 another days to, to get the second Luchais. Second Luchais is the official pardon of Klal Yisrael. That's Yom Kippur. So it's the official end of the eagle. What happened when we did the eagle? What Hashem said, Haref mimeni v'ashmideim, I'm going to annihilate them. Extermination. Purim is the extermination by man. It's the manly part. Yom Kippur was supposed to be an extermination by God. It's the godly part. It's the same Yom Tif, just one's godly, one's, one's Shemaim and one's Aretz. And says Rav Hodner, It's also interesting. Now that you know that Yom Kippur is the godly part, they both Yom Kippur and Purim, there was supposed to be an extermination. But we were both saved. On Yom Kippur, where did the extermination, the fear, and the release, and the savior, salvation take place? All in Shemayim. No one knew about it. The only one knew, who knew that Hashem wanted to destroy Klai Yisrael the Eagle and then eventually pardoned us, was Hashem and Moshe. It all took place. All... That entire conversation took place in heaven. Purim is the human part, and therefore what happens on Purim? Everybody knows. They send out Megillus. Everyone knows. It's public. Yom Kippur is the private. Yom Kippur is the hidden part. And Purim is the revealed part. He goes to the next page. He says, Go to an uh, nice base. Another similarity and a difference between Purim and Yom Kippur. There's a theme between Purim and Yom Kippur, and that is a desire to have achdus. 
right? Yom Kippur, Purim, there's Mishloch Manus, if there's any Jew, right? Mishloch Manus, the Rambam describes, was not just what we do. What we do is we give the people that we like. That's not the Indian. Mishloch Manus is supposed to be that there are Jews that you don't like, that you have gotten, not have, haven't gotten along with, and you, you give them Mishloch Manus. It's supposed to create Achtos. Yom Kippur, there's a whole area of the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva that Yom Kippur is supposed to be that. You don't just ask God for forgiveness, you ask Jews for forgiveness. You ask Mechila. But they're also working differently. How so, says Rav Hutner? Let me explain outside. The difference is the forgiveness, the relationship that's being forged. If Yom Kippur is the godly element of the day, the way you're forging your relationship on Yom Kippur is how? It's not through physical acts. It's not through giving them gifts. You're speaking, you're convincing, you're trying to like calm their soul. The Balatanya describes that the most neshama, uh, the, the most clear expression of the soul is speech. You can't see it, it's not physical. Yom Kippur, which is the godly part of forging that relationship, therefore we do forge a relationship with other Jews, but through speech. You try to make them feel better, you get to their emotions, you get to their souls. Purim, it's not like that. Nobody, it doesn't say in Purim that you're supposed to like make their souls feel better. It's give them... <laughs> if Yom Kippur is like a sophisticated way of being Meratzah to make your feel, friend feel better, how do you do it on, on Purim? I upset you. Here's chicken. Like it, it's the most base, physical, because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's the human, physical part of that Yom Tif. Now he writes in Maramakim Namah Gimel, an amazing aside. Now, to appreciate this Yisoyed, I want to read this Gemara to you. You see on the left side there's a Gemara. It's a very famous Gemara. It's a Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Peitesamid base. I've referenced this Gemara many, 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 many times. It's a fascinating Gemara. I want to read the Gemara inside, and then you'll see Rav Hutner Mamish explains it from Rav Yitzchik Petzberger in a way that's amazing. The Gemara says like this, Amr Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Amr What does it mean? Kiata Avinu? The Pasuk says in Tanakh that Avram Avram doesn't know us, Yisrael Yaakov doesn't recognize us, you Hashem, you're the one who remembers us, you redeem us, in the honor of your name. So what does it mean that Avram doesn't know us and Yaakov doesn't recognize us? It's a very famous Gemara. That lost love before Mashiach comes, Avram. That Hashem will say to Avram, it's such a fascinating Gemara because it changes your whole perspective on the Avos a little bit. Hashem goes to Avram Avinu and he says, Your children sinned. So, what does Avram Avinu say? Get rid of them. If you don't like them anymore, get rid of them. Okay? It's a shocking answer. So Hashem says, listen, Avram didn't help me. I was looking for like, uh, you know, Chizuk. Avram didn't help me. Let's go to Yaakov Avinu. He raised them, the Shvatim. He put in Sargi Lubonim. Efshed boy Rachmi Maybe he'll daven for Klal Yisrael. Amr lebanecha chatu. So Hashem says to Yaakov Avinu, your children sin. So Amr lefan rebanishal miachuk deshemacha. Yaakov Avinu says, fine, get rid of them. So Amr lebesabi time of lebedadaki eitz. So Hashem says, the older one doesn't re- doesn't recognize, and the younger one's too young. Meaning the Goldilocks effect, right? Too old, too young. Let's go perfect, which is Yitzchak Avinu. Amr Yitzchak Avinu goes to Din. 
Right? It goes to tough judgment. He goes to Yitzchak, Banecha Chatuli, your children sin. To Yitzchak, your children. So the Gemara famously says, Amr the fun of Banishalam, Banaival, Banecha. Yitzchak says, wait, wait a minute, why are they my kids? You said my kids sin, the children of Yitzchak sin, your kids. The Shashik Dim Lafan of Nasev and Ishma. Last week's parasha when Klal Yisrael said Nasev and Ishma, Karesalem, Bani Bachar Yisrael. The Yitzchak Avinu says, when Klal Yisrael are doing good, you call them your children. Now when they're doing bad, they're, they're not your children anymore. They're your kids. So let's start off, establish that. They're your kids. Then Yitzchak Avinu starts saying like this. Your complaint is that Klal Yisrael sins so much. Let's analyze this. He says, Kamachatu. How much could a person sin already? It's a very, very interesting Gemara. Yitzchak Avinu says to Hashem, how much could you say? You're saying Klai Yisrael sins too much. You're saying Klai Yisrael sins too much. How much could a person sin already? What does Dabra Melech say? The length of the average lifespan? 70 years. So 70 years of sin. That's the most. That's the max. Minus the first 20, because this is the famous Gemara, that for the first 20 years, there's no punishment in Shemayim for sins for the first 20 years. Okay, whatever the, whether we pass in this way or not, it's not for now. So down to 50 years. Okay. Half of your life, you're sleeping. Half of your life, you're sleeping. You can't sin while you're sleeping. So from 50, it's now down to 25. Down to 25. Half of those 25 years... You're davening and going to the bathroom. And eating, whatever. It's, it's 12 and a half. Half of them, you're davening and going to the bathroom. It's 12 and a half. So 12 and a half years, that's the most you could sin. So it says Yitzchak If you could handle, you God, if you could handle 12 and a half years of sin, good. If not, I'll split it with you. I'll split it with you. Half and half. Okay. So end of the Gemara. Now, and that's chus. And chus of this conversation, Meshech will come. So it says says Rufutna like this. In my Markham number Gimel, which is, I think, an an Indian test. It's an amazing insight. He quotes Avitza Petterberger. Avitza Petterberger said it like this. Understand, this is is the insight. This, I think, is the insight of Rufutna. The whole Indian of Tshuva, the whole Indian of Geula, is convincing yourself and Hakadosh Baruch Hu that deep down the Jewish people want to serve you. Deep down, we want to serve you. The Gemara tells us, "Klal Yisrael wants to serve you." So says the Gemara. What stops us from serving Hashem? If deep down we want to serve Hashem, what stops us? So says the Gemara. There's two things that cause the Jewish people to sin. Naturally, a Jew will serve Hashem. There's two things that cause us to sin. A Yetzahara and corrupt governments. Those are the two things. That's the Gemara says. There's two things that causes Jews to sin. The Yetzahara, which is making us crazy, and external bad governments that causes Tsaris. Those are the two causes. Says of Yitzhak The reason why we don't serve Hashem is not because we don't want to. Of course we want to. The desire of a Jew is to serve Hashem. A lot of times we can't express our desire. Could we have two things that stop us? What are those two things? And a corrupt government. 
Yitzchak Avinu, when you read the Gemara, and Yitzchak Avinu says, I'll split it with you. The simple pshat is, it's just Yitzchak Avinu saying, you know, it's like, he's a wealthy guy, and he's like, listen, you take the bill, if not, I'll split it with you. Yitzchak Avinu can have half our sins on his shoulder. Says if Yitzchak Avinu, it's no, it's a deeper Indian. Yitzchak Avinu is saying, Klal Yisrael, deep down, want to serve you. Deep down, we want to serve you. We sinned. Why? The two causes. Yitzchak whose fault is the Yitzchak? It's God. That's the godly cause of sin. The other cause of sin is corrupt government. For the last 2,000 years, whose government have we been under? Esav. Who made Esav? Yitzchak. Yitzchak Avinu is saying, I'll split it with you. Yitzchak Avinu says there's two causes of sin. The Yitzchak and Esav. So Esav I'll take. Yitzchak you take. These are the two causes. There's the godly cause of sin and the human cause of sin. So it says, he says, Pal gilai, pal gilai. Who causes the Yetzirah to, to instigate against Kalal Yisrael? God. Who made the Yetzirah? It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Gemara in Brachas even says that Hashem acknowledged this. That Hashem says, that I, I, he said to Elio Anavi, the Gemara says, that he said, Yashikoyach, I, I feel bad that I did this to Kalal Yisrael. I made the Yetzirah. But who made the other one? Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu says, look, it's my, it's my kid. Like, he says, it's a little, little Esav. Little Esav is causing Klal Yisrael to sin. So Yitzchak Avinu says, Tashem, I'll split it with you. Those are the two causes of sin. It's an amazing Yisrael from Yitzchak Pethaburg. Going over here. So he says over here, I'll just finish up here. He says, Yitzchak, I did this. The last 2,000 years, who's been causing us sorrow? It's Esav. Right? This... The Shabbos, everyone's been calling me Shabbos, this thing with the people going around and they're nervous. Who's that? It's Esav, it's all Esav. All, it's all Esav. So who, who made Esav? Yitzchak Avinu. So Yitzchak Avinu says to Hashem, I'll split it with you. That's, that's a Yitzchak Pethavir. The Yisraelis of this Gemara is that deep down the Ratzin of Klal Yisrael is to serve Hashem. There's two Meneas, there's two, there's two obstacles of serving Hashem. There's a godly obstacle and a human obstacle. The godly obstacle is the Yitzchak the human obstacle is Esav. So says Rav Hutner, you know what the Yom Tov of Purim is and Yom Kippur? They're two of the same Yom Tov. The Yom Tov of Purim and Yom Kippur are like a sandwich. What are they? So says Rav Hutner, Ad Kandvarim shall go in Rizk Blazer, the bottom line on the, ref's, the right side. Heim heim advarim shekosav agro. That's the side of the gro. Ki shnei hazmanim shal Yom Kippur v'kippurim heim b'sayin mechzal Hashem mechzal Hashem. Hayachas bein Yom Kippur lePurim Oymen who besoin shall pagelai pagelach. That's the aside of Purim and Yom Kippur. Purim and Yom Kippur are two Yom Tovim where we reveal what a Jew really wants to do. Again, the Indian of Geula, the way Yitzchak Avinu is able to convince Hashem to send us Mashiach is by convincing Hakadosh Baruch Hu in davening that the real desire of a Jew is to serve Hashem properly. That's the real you. What stops you? What stops you is. Godly stopping, which is the Yitzharah, a human influence, which is Shibun Malchus. You want to know what Jews are really like? Says Yitzhak Avinu, there's two Yom Toivim, where Kalal Yisrael will show you what they're like when they don't have those things. You want to know what a Jew is like without a Yitzharah? The Gemara tells us that there's one day, right? Hasatan is Gematria, was it three? Hasatan is gematria. There's one day a year, right? One second. 
the Gemara, it's a, it's a Gemara, it's a Gemara Yuma. There's one day a year that the Sultan has no ability to be mekatrig. The Sultan has no, has no power. And that's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the day where Kla Yisrael gets to show Hashem what we're really like when we're free of the godly Maineya. Right? That's the point. Yom Kippur and Purim are two of the, one Yom Tif. One's the godly part, one's the human part. Both of those days together are showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu what we're really like without the obstacles. Yom Kippur is what Klal Yisrael is like without the obstacle of the godly obstacle, which is without the Yitzhahara. And what do we do? We daven and we learn and we fast and we're mamish like angels. What's Purim? Purim is Klal Yisrael showing what we're like without a human obstacle. The whole Indian of Purim is a Jew celebrating that we no longer have the oppressive governments on top of us. No more Amalek threatening us. And what do we do? It's like I've mentioned many times from Rav Kook that Rav Kook always said, I've mentioned this many, many times, and that Rav Kook says, why is it that we say, uh, that we're inviting people in the beginning of the Seder. You should invite people when you're in shul, when you should invite people. It's a very famous shayla. So Rav Kook says, no, the Indian is, naturally are we naturally want to help other Jews. That's what we naturally are. Why is it that sometimes you find Jews that don't do that? It's because we're stuck in Gullis and we have this survival mentality for so long that it's eating away at who we really are. So at the beginning of the, the Seder, we remind ourselves, no, who we really are. Purim is where we're able to express that fully. Purim and Yom Kippur, it's the godly and the worldly elements of one day. And both of those are expressing what Klal Yisrael is like without the obstacles. Purim is without the human obstacle. And look how beautiful it is. Just, there's nothing more, there's nothing more, I'm not talking about the, yeah, the drunk, okay, and the vomiting, that's not, that's not the best. But like, look at what it's like, Purim Day, and don't get people honk because Q Garden Hills is two-way streets. Every street should be a one-way street, especially on Purim. I, I, I don't drive on Purim because everyone's honking, everyone's going nuts. But put that aside. You see little kids just going, delivering Shalach Manas to each other, and people just giving Shalach Manas. It's beautiful. That's what it should be like. Why can't we do that? Because we have craziness that's hanging over our heads. Purim is our ability to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu what we're like without, without Esav, without Yitzchak's creation of an obstacle. Yom Kippur is what we're like without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation of an obstacle. And that was Yitzchak Avinu's point to Hashem. He was saying, you're saying that they sin so much? Naturally a Jew doesn't sin. What causes them to sin? Me and you. Your Yitzharan, my Esav. And we get to show that on Yom Kippur and Purim. And when you put those two days together, you get to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the real you. And that's amazing. And that's the greatest Limud Tzchus. Purim and Yom Kippur together are showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu what we're really like. I want to share one more side, and it's a continuation. It's on the back end, but, but I'll say more outside. The Iker Inyan of what I'm trying to express and what Rav Hutner is saying is what's revealed on Purim and Yom Kippur is the real you. The real you is not the you that's stuck with Yetzirah, and it's not the real you that's stuck with government obstacles and stresses that are created by external stresses by Asa. The real you is Purim and Yom Kippur. The truth is, both of those things express themselves in different ways as well. What happened on Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur... It's tshuva, right? It's a day of kapara, right? 
tshuva. It's kapara. What's the Indian of kapara? What does the Rambam say? How do you do tshuva? The Rambam says you change your name, you change your location. Why? Because says the Rambam, why is the people change their name? It's like about Baal Tshuvas. They, they were like Robert and have the Ruven. Okay, so there's spiritual elements also. But the Rambam says, why is it? Because the Rambam says the whole Indian of tshuva is to say, I'm not that person. That person that sinned wasn't the real me. I wasn't Robert. Robert sinned. Eh. Ruven doesn't sin. That's what the Rambam says. Poshit, it's, it's a, a practical expression of trying to show who the real you is. That's Yom Kippur. So what happens on Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur also, you're expressing the real you. What's the real you? Not all those sins. You turn to Hashem and Yom Kippur, you say, no, all those sins, that wasn't me, that wasn't me. That's not the real me. All those Averis, that's not the real me. The real me is right now standing in front of you. Purim is also an expression of the real you, but in a reverse way. What happened on Purim? So we know the famous Gemara. Hodr v'kiblua, right? We were given the Luchais and we were given Tarish Shebiksav and Tarish Shebalpeh on Harsinai. But there was a force, there was a coercion. It was forced on top of our heads. This is an Indian Yud Aleph of Pachad Yitzchak. That the, the mountain was held over our heads, yeah? And people were saying that that wasn't the real us. The real you didn't want to receive the Torah. It was forced upon you. What happens on Purim? We accepted the Torah Shabbat We accepted the oral Torah. B'simcha, yeah? What does that mean? It's not that you accepted anything new on Purim. It's that you revealed that was the real you. The same way on your Yom Kippur, you're revealing the real you was not that sin. Those sins were not the real you. On Purim, you, expre- you express what was the real you. Yom Kippur, you express what wasn't the real you. Those sins weren't the real me. So what was? On Purim, we say, you know what? When we accepted the Torah 2,000 years ago, and it looked like we were coerced, no, 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 no. That was the real us. The real us is, that a Jew, right? That you hit a Jew until he says, Amin, 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 because a Jew deep down wants to serve Hashem, and that was Dafka revealed by Matan Torah. So Yom Kippur, we reveal, we say, that sin wasn't the real me. Of course not. So what was the real you? On Purim, you get to see what was the real you. What was that? That when 2,000 years ago we accepted the Torah and it seemed coerced? That wasn't coerced. B'simcha. And that just reveals that that real you was the one who was Mechab of the Torah. Both Yom Kippur and Purim are coming together to show what is the real Ani. The real Ani of a Jew. The real Ani of a Jew was not the sins that you did. It was the Kabbalah Torah that took place thousands of years ago. And it might look coerced, but now that I'm showing that I did a B'simcha, it means I was always B'simcha. It might have looked coerced. It wasn't coerced. It's like the Balatanya says. And the Balatanya says, what does it mean that, they rev- that Hashem put a mountain over our heads to receive the Torah? Why would Hashem do that? So this is the Balatanya. It doesn't, what does it mean, r- mountain over our heads? Balatanya says that Hashem unleashed his Ahava on Klal Yisrael. And he allowed Klal Yisrael to feel the natural love that he has for us and we have for him. And it was like we were forced. He had no choice. Who, who, who would do anything differently? So it was like we were coerced. But on Purim we reveal it wasn't coerced in the classical sense. That was the real us. And therefore Purim and Yom Kippur are coming together. It's the worldly and godly part of us coming together to show the real Ani. Yom Kippur, we show that the real Ani is not the Averis that we did. Because that was the Yitzhah gives obstacles. You want to see what we're like without the godly obstacles? Sitting and davening like angels. And Purim we show that the real Ani was also not those Sins that are caused by Haman and the fear that's caused by Haman. You know what the real Ani is? Simcha, Mishav, Yom It's all these two parts of this one Yom coming together. And if a Jew goes about it properly, then the same atonement, the same half of what we accomplish on Yom Kippur, you accomplish on Purim, 
the godly and the worldly, you put it together, it's a tshuva shleim. And then you're zaycha to a real geula. I, 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 you know, it's something, the more you think about it, the more you see these connections coming together, I think it's so profound, that I think it'll help us go into this Purim, it's like Yom Kippur. And it's not less. It's just the human part of it. It's the other half that Yom Kippur is missing, we're about to complete. I'll stop here.